Welcome to episode 7 of the Sheer Business Inspiration Podcast. I'm Jo Faraday and I'm going to be chatting with Pete Markey um, for episode 7. Pete is the Chief Marketing Officer for TSB Bank. He is an award-winning marketeer and he also, in his spare time, has been doing some great improv comedy sessions. So please feel free to join us and hear more about what he and his team have been up to during this time. I just want to say thank you everyone, A, for coming, but B, for being part of this amazing journey. I'm really excited. It's, it's come around really, really quickly. When you say, yeah, let's do this before Christmas, and you have eight Tuesdays in a row, and suddenly it's the show. But I'm, I'm, we're all really excited. It's sort of like giddiness, I think. <laughs> if somebody said to me, you're going to do a, a comedy improvisation show, I'd have gone, oh! But you've got to say yes to stuff. You have to just say yes and throw yourself in. And the only way to enjoy this evening is to just throw yourself in and kind of trust your colleagues and, and have fun. We've already raised 28k, hopefully we'll hit the 30 tonight. They have worked so hard after the last eight weeks. That was brilliant, I really loved it. I don't know, I think I came with literally no expectations. I've never seen improv before. And then to see it and see how it sort of captivates an audience and genuine laughter. For eight weeks we've spent time with one another, the, the team of 15 that we've seen tonight, week in, week out. So we've got to know each other really well. So. It would be a real shame if nothing does happen, but I have a sneaky suspicion something might. We've had such an amazing evening. We've raised loads of money for Common Relief, and the audience have loved it. They're asking for more. We've had so much fun doing it. It's been such a great journey. Thank you to everyone for the support, and we'll be back, so watch this space. Hi and welcome to the next episode of the Sheer Business Inspiration podcast. I'm really excited to be joined by Pete Markey from um, TSB Bank. He's the Chief Marketing Officer there, um, is an award-winning marketeer and really um, looking forward to, to delving into um, a little bit more about you, Pete. So welcome. Thanks for joining us today. Pleasure. Great to be with you. Um, so for those who haven't spoken or know much about you, are you able to share with us a little bit about your roots and where your journey into marketing started? Yeah, I can. Yes, it's been, um, been, been quite a journey, actually. So I, I did originally in my career choice, I wanted to work in either uh, journalism or, or presenting. And I, my dream job actually was to be a radio DJ. And uh, you can probably tell that career didn't work out for me. Um, but then marketing is something I fell in love with. So I went to university really with the aim to get into journalism and found that I really enjoyed marketing. Um, particularly marketing, international marketing, advertising, all part of what I learned at university. Uh, and I was able to get some practical work experience and hands-on experience um, through a couple of summers. I actually worked for a regional railway company okay. through those summers. And I got, I got first-hand experience of running some of their marketing activity and really, really loved it. Um, so when I came out of university, actually, I... I um, didn't go into a graduate scheme. I actually got a, a job working at British Gas around the corner from the university I was at in Southampton. And the job was intended to be a summer sort of gap-filled job, earn a bit of money. Um, and I stayed in that business for over six years. Um, and it's through a combination of roles. But I, I started off, first of all, working on the phones, end up in more on the customer service side, the sales side, and then about uh, less than a year in, directly into the marketing team in the head office. 
Um, and the whole British gas thing was great because that business Centrica bought the AA, it bought a telecoms company called OneTel. So we've had to work in all of those. And then over the last period since then, it's been a combination of uh, all sorts of stuff from insurance to stamps to banking and, and wider. But, but no, so marketing very much became something I've sort of really uh, become a passion area of mine, uh, you know, in that early part of my uh, kind of university education. And I followed that through. What was it about marketing that made you think this is this is the career for me? This is what I really enjoy. It's what what I'm passionate about. I think it's a combination of art and science that I think is really interesting. That that I think you need to be wired, for, particularly for a CMO, marketing director, head of type role, actually being slightly wired creatively. And by that I mean being able to think creatively, being able to understand, interpret, recognise good creative is really important. But marketing is so much more than that, and I think particularly now it's even more than that. It's all about the data and the performance side of not just how's your brand performing, but how's your digital marketing, how's your site performing, what's your experience like? Yeah. And that's what really attracted me is, is that this is one of those few jobs that brings that kind of creativity and anal analysis and analytics really together into, into one space. Yeah, and it, it really does pull everything together, doesn't it? And like you say, um, it, it helps you measure and understand what's working, what isn't. And what's been the most successful marketing strategy you've implemented to date, would you say? I'm sure there's lots of them, but if you could no, pick it's, one. It's a good question. I think probably the one, I, the, I guess the one I'm probably most fond of probably is, is from my days working for, you know, around marketing and more than the insurance company. And we, we, developed a whole positioning around the brand called we do more and it's very much to demonstrate you know often you know brands can either end up with a name that like more than but don't explain what what it means and i think we were in danger of as a business of having a brand that sort of had lost some meaning so the whole positioning around we do more um first of all led to some some communications i'm really proud of some campaigns that did really well but actually it was it was more about the rallying call in the business that was the bit i'm most proud of around how do we demonstrate we go above and beyond and that we, we do do more because you can't go out and promise we do more and then when someone rings you up or visits your website or has an insurance claim that you know they find you only do just about enough so it was really good bit of work for not just my team at the time but the whole business to get their arms around that positioning and really to work hard to deliver it so um so no i was just really proud of the energy that went behind that and how, how real that became in the organization i think i remember that campaign as well so there you are <laughs> definitely successful um so i mean it's great really fantastic to be talking to an award-winning marketeer and i know that you have won numerous awards um have you found that the awards that you've won have enhanced what you do or how you do it in any way yeah, I think there's, there's probably a few favourites along the way. I mean, I think, um, you yeah, know, when I was running the marketing team at the post office, we won the Chartered Institute of Marketing Marketing Team of the Year. Amazing. That was about five years ago. And again, that was very much a collective thing. That when you win the award like that, the team just feels so good about their contribution and what they're doing. And also, yeah. it's a great way within the organisation to say, look, this is a really great team, a great bunch of people. So that one particularly stands out. And that, that, really helped us in the organization and what we were trying to do at that time with a lot of change we were looking to drive so a lot of recognition uh, isn't it it's nice to have that recognition yeah and then the sort of campaigns that stand out you know work you know within post office within more than we did some we had some really good wins at aviva and we, we had some great recent wins for things like pride of britain and, and uh and our um inclusion work at, at tsb and you know I, I think for me Winning awards is, 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 what, is always very much the cherry on the cake because, yeah. again, if you do great work and, and it delivers great results, you know, 
achieves your business's ambition, achieves what your brand strategy, your business strategy is trying to do, winning an award is just the extra sort of mark of excellence on top of that. Yeah. So, um, so no, I, I, you know, I think any award, you know, particularly of note in the last sort of 10 years has definitely helped, you know, increase the presence and kudos of the marketing team in the business, yeah. inspire confidence in the team. But also, it's, I think it's just been really good for, for people's careers. You know, when, when people in a marketing team can say they were involved in this award-winning campaign or this bit of work, it's, it's, it's just another mark of quality and distinction, I think, as well. Yeah, it's a really nice accolade, isn't it, like you say? And it's nice um, for team morale as well, which is so, so important at, at any time, but especially right now, it's, it's, it's so important. Um, have you had to adapt the way that you're communicating with your team at the moment and of course your audience um, this year? Has that changed a great deal? Yeah, no, it has actually. Um, I think you know, we've all found you know, the period since March you know, different and challenging. It's not the 2020 I think any of us were, were expecting. No. And so you know, my team are all working from home at the moment. Usually about 80% would be in our Bristol office, the rest in London. And so we're doing you know, calls like this, you know, interacting, uh, talking each day on a variety of video or audio calls. And um, actually, look, I, I think the team have done a brilliant job of adjusting into it. Okay. I think that, the, you know, we're trying to sort of intersperse and do different things you know, in terms of how we meet and how we interact. So we, you know, we put in more regular all team calls. You know, we've upped the communication deliberately between myself and the wider team just to keep that sense of, I guess, connectedness, because otherwise, you, you know, you could become disconnected working on, on different projects, you know. And, um, and very recently, you know, a few weeks ago, I was able to get together with my just my lead team, socially distanced in the Bristol office, just to have the first face-to-face since March. Way, um, that, I bet that was lovely, actually, to oh, do it, that. It was, it was really good, obviously, you know, just before you know, the government guidance has changed again. And actually, it was just good to be able to do that at that moment to sort of see each other touch base and then create a little bit of extra energy that comes with it so um, so no it's, it's definitely just how we work very similar to stories to others i hear about in terms of um using more video calling you know finding different ways to get stuff done online um and from for customers yeah i mean the most important part for us as a bank early in the, the lockdown was around communication about how we're there to help customers whether it's through overdraft rates or bounce back loans on business or some of the other things that we've been involved with it was all about you know, putting our arms around the level of support we gave to our customers and our colleagues who were continuing to work in branches. So the whole focus of my team shifted from the other activity we were doing and planning directly into that yeah. for a number of months. And a lot of that is still quite rightly continuing as well. Yeah, I think it's so important at the moment that um, businesses do address and um, that, that it, it has to be a support message. You know, it has to be you know, how we can support you, how we can help you through this, you know, because it is ongoing and, and you know, it's important that, that businesses recognise that um, I think messaging has to adapt and change the same as, as the businesses have had to. Um, in this time, a lot of people have had to really dig deep and find resilience um, within themselves. And, and some people are finding it a lot harder than others, but what does resilience mean to you Pete? what you know if someone said what does resilience mean what would you take on I think, it i think it's a bit for me about the your internal drive what motivates you what keeps you going mm. despite whatever you know and, I, and I, i've been through definitely been through waves through the last few months i think I, i'm naturally a people person i get a lot of energy from being around people yeah. you, know, you meet them in the room and you don't quite get the same energy from from video calls or other types of calls you do and I've definitely missed that connection with people. 
Um, so I, I just, I, I guess I've tried to put things in my life or in my working life that have helped with my own resilience. So it's been good having the four of us as a family at home. So you know, to interact with the family probably more than I, I've been able to do you know, in quite a long while. And that level of interaction and the family keeping me, me sane, so to speak, has been quite useful. Um, but I've also done things like, you know, I, I've, I've been learning improvised comedy for over a year now. Those lessons have moved from face-to-face -face into digital, so we've kept that going. That's been a lot of great. Yeah. And so there have been hobbies and things I've been involved with where I've been able to, 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 to bring those across, you know. And, um, and then with the team, we've done all sorts of stuff. With my lead team, we did a, a virtual wine tasting. Um, we've done um, We've done a couple of, of sort of, of pub quizzes and things just again, just fun stuff outside the day job to sort of, you know, uh, keep all of us energized and, and, um, and I guess able to, to smile and enjoy each other's company during what for understandably has been, has been and remains a difficult period. Yes. And, and like you say, it's important to break things up, do things for yourself. And um, I think that's the thing, isn't it, about home and family life. It does keep you grounded and remind you of why you're doing the things that you do. So, you know, that's not a bad thing that, that we've all had to take, sit, like be still and take stock of, of what's in essence is, you know, the most important things. And um, what would you say are your greatest achievements to date? What would you say? From your perspective. I think probably the, the if I think of it a TSB example, um, um, I'm as well as also the day job, I'm the exec sponsor for our LGBT inclusion network in the business, and it's been great working with a brilliant bunch of people who, together, we've helped grow that net network fivefold. Brilliant. Been recognised externally for awards, but more importantly, it's, it's tangibly made a difference on the ground in the culture of the organisation and what we do in the engagement of, of of our fantastic LGBT colleagues in the business. So I'm really proud of. of of all of that, we're importantly proud of the people and everything that they've, they've achieved within that as well. Um, I think for me personally, I, I, outside that, I, I, just, I just love, because I love seeing people succeed, people do well. So for me, seeing people that have worked for me go on and do even bigger and better things is brilliant. You know? and, I, and I can point to a number of people where I'm, I can just think, wow, you know, the trajectory they've gone on and what they've achieved has been brilliant. And I'm just you know, privilege. If I if I played even the tiniest part in helping make that happen, then 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 that's great because uh, I've been lucky enough to have some brilliant people in, in my team and around me. Um, and outside that, it's just just proud of the work of what we've been able to achieve in the various teams I've run. You know, I've been lucky enough to work in businesses at really pivotal moments where marketing, you know, marketing should always matter, but marketing felt like it mattered more than ever yeah. to the success of that business. And when you're able to go in there and, and tangibly see and feel the change that you're delivering as a marketer with your team and you can see it in the business results and the business can see and feel it too, then it's powerful. So I'm, I'm, I'm proud of all the occasions when that's been very, very real. Brilliant. And, and that's, I mean, that's lovely to hear because ultimately it's, it's not just about one person, it's about a collective and that's very much like you say, it is a, a marketing team and it's great to, to have that support around you and, and help people to grow their careers as well as your own. So that, that's brilliant. And um, what message would you give to people that are looking at setting their own businesses up at this time? There's a hell of a lot of people that are in a situation right now where they maybe have been made redundant or they've, they've taken the decision to leave business and are thinking, well, I've got nothing to lose. I might as well give it a go. So what, what would your message be to, to those people right now? Yeah, I mean, it, things are difficult, aren't they? I mean, but I, 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 I think there will be opportunities and innovations that will emerge from 
the situation we're in right now. So I, I, my encouragement would be if you've got a business idea is just ground it in insight, ground it in as much insight you've got into the needs of the customer you're trying to address and what that opportunity looks like. I mean, I think that there will be new opportunities, new markets, new demands that appear from, you know, the current environment we're going into, you know, and for example, you know, food delivered to the home. I, I hear a business is doing really well, not just big supermarkets, but, you know, example, I, I've subscribed to an online baking club. So each month I get set ingredients and bake cakes and all sorts of stuff. Oh, amazing. So, yeah. <laughs> I was watching Bake Off last night, actually. <laughs> I love baking. Yeah. I'll have to send you the details. Right? Yeah, really definitely. Good just, just made chocolate, chocolate, uh, chocolate, imagine millionaire shortbread, chocolate oh. millionaire shortbread last weekend. Um, nice. But no, it's um, it never quite looks as good as it does on the box when you get sent it, but it tastes, tastes amazing. But um, but I think those kind of innovations are great. So again, tapping into where there's an opportunity or a need that's emerging from this, but grounded in that real insight. And I do think actually come back to the baking thing. I do think there's a lot around people being at home and and people having time on their hands. And what what can you what can you or businesses what can they do to get get opportunities or things into people's homes? I, yeah. think, I think it's a real innovation space there. And I think home comforts as well. I think that's the thing, isn't it? Especially going into the winter, you know, what do people associate with winter and autumn and, you know, all those home comforts? I think, yeah, like you say, it's, it's an opportunity, isn't it? Yeah, um, I agree. Can you tell me, you've, you've mentioned it slightly, but um, your improv comedy sessions that you've been doing, can you tell um, our audience a little bit more about that? Because I think that's quite a an intriguing and um, a great way to be spending your time so what have you what have you learned from from that yeah i mean, I mean it's background so improvised comedy is is exactly what it says on the tin so it's improvised it's all made up so it's not stand-up i don't have the confidence yet to create my own material and stand up and, and do it in the same way jack whitehall or someone who's amazing at this stuff would do so improvisation is about you're in groups of a minimum two you can be maximum six or more and you're given a scenario, you've got techniques, and, and within that scenario, you are acting out a scene that you make funny, but you know you, you have no, no script. So it could be, you know, how do these two people know each other and where are they? So they're brothers and they're on the beach, and that's all you've got to go on. And between you, you have to create a scene and make it funny. So it is really the ultimate extreme test of thinking on your feet and thinking creatively and building on the ideas of the other person. Part of why I love it is that it's all about teamwork because you know, if you and I were doing a scene together now and I said to you, it's great being on the beach and you turned around and went, no, it isn't. I hate the beach. Together we've killed the scene. You know, yeah, that's, those, it there. You know, that's the, the end scenes, of it. <laughs> the scene's over. Whereas actually what we've got to do is affirm that we are on the beach, the beach is great, and then we can create the kind of fun and humour dynamic and what we talk about on the beach and, and maybe why we're there or what's going on, you know. So that the, the ability to yes and to build other people's ideas is, is, is essential to this, as is the, the ability to think creatively on your feet. So, yeah. so I've learned all of that in space. Also, it's given me a great group of friends who are you know, really different from me with different backgrounds, but ultimately they're all creative thinkers, you know, people with a, you know, the ability, as I say, to think really quickly on their feet and people that I've learned so much from. So I've sort of, I didn't go into it to apply it at all in anything to do with business, but I, learned so much and it was opening me up so much to be more creative in the moment at work that I wrote a couple of articles for the marketing trade press and then okay. woke up one morning and had a, a slightly mad idea of well if I've learned so much from this what if I got nine other CMOs and we all went on a crash course on improv comedy for eight weeks and then we put on a show for comic relief in week nine could we yeah. do it and um, 
I ran it past a couple of people, uh, someone from the marketing academy, oyster catchers. They, they both, I thought they both told me I was nuts, but they said, no, do it, do it. <laughs> so once you've done that, you, you can't not but do it. And so we did it. So I got, you know, nine other marketing directors, CMOs. We trained for eight weeks so on March the 3rd this year, just a couple of weeks before lockdown. Oh. Actually, we, we, we put the show on. We put the show on and raised £30,000. Amazing. Of relief. And, um, oh, how it was amazing. so much fun to do. And actually, what was lovely is seeing the journey that all 10 of us went on over those eight, eight nine weeks and how it helped people in a whole variety of ways. It wasn't just a great charity fundraiser. It brought people together. Uh, and that group is still really, really strong. We've got a WhatsApp group. We do video calls every now and again. We've done online lessons together. And our hope is once we're through, uh, whatever this, whenever this next period ends in terms of what we are and aren't able to do, that at some point we'll be able to be back together and do, do it all again because we had so much fun doing it. And, and it was a fun, funny night. Considering but that's that, the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Comedy, laughing, you know, that's, that's what everybody needs more of anyway. And, and I think it's magnified even more so, isn't it, at this time? So, and that's an amazing amount of money and, and such a great thing to do. Um, but what, what we will do is share the links to wherever we need to um, in terms of your articles, because I think yeah, if, if we could Thank encourage you. people to do more of these things, then that, that might help as well. Um, finally, that, yes, finally from, from, from my point of view, um, there's a lot of people that are probably not feeling as positive and as happy or um, vibrant as they once were at the beginning, beginning of this year. Um, so what um, inspiring message would you want to leave them just to, to keep them motivated? Yeah, I think there's a, for me, there's a bit around, um, yeah, I mean, I'm confident we'll come out the other side of this. And I think whatever learnings we've got, I do believe will make us stronger as individuals. Um, because I, my hope is we don't ever, as a, as, as a human community, need to go through something as difficult as this again. So I think with it, back to your word earlier on, we'll get a stronger resilience. And I think a stronger sense of identity and what matters in life. I, I've spoken to so many people who've started to value family or friendship or uh, their health or, or just more everyday things you know things like being able to have a curry on a friday night things that we sort of took for granted have become even more special these sort of everyday moments so so look my, my positivity is i think we, we will come through this i believe we'll come out of this stronger and i hope more resilient but i also think this is a moment for for, for, for people i hope positive to to reflect i guess reflect on their own personal strength and what they're able to bring and i appreciate for a number of people their work situation is challenged and difficult my my i guess my positive reflection would be to use this time to think about those strengths and how you can continue to double down on, on your strengths and also to to almost to to focus on other areas you want to develop as a person and as a leader and a person at the moment and there's so much great content online now whether it's example i gave on online improvised comedy lessons i know it's not for everyone view to view to more down to even more business things i think it's a wealth of content where if there's anything else, now's the moment to go, look, I'm going to learn this skill, do this thing, get better at this. This is a moment to, I think, and I know it's easy for me to say, but however hard things are, to use the opportunity to move yourself forwards yeah. and invest the time in, in developing yourself, uh, because I think that will pay off in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, and you know, I, I echo that. I think it's important. Um, you know, many people I've, I've been speaking to at this time have, have been saying, you know, it is a challenging time, but 
through biggest challenges come opportunities and we've talked about it you know a couple of times during this chat um that there will be opportunities there will be new um you know services there will be new things that people can embrace and, and move forward with so i think it's important to keep moving forwards and looking forward because we can't go back but we can move forward and do things slightly differently um, and hopefully in, in a more positive way in the future but thank you so much for your time um, Pete. really enjoy chatting with you today and, um, yeah. yeah and um, hopefully chat with you again soon so thanks yeah, a lot hope so. take care thank, thank you. you thanks so much Pete for taking the time to chat with me I really enjoyed our session and it was really really enjoyable to hear about how you've embraced um improv comedy and how you've taken a team of you know senior um execs to you know new levels of of enjoying improv as well and raising a fantastic amount of money for charity at the same time um really really enjoyed hearing about your experiences and your take on things and i know a lot of people will do the same so thanks again for taking the time to chat with me if you're really enjoying our podcasts and our vlogs, I um, really would encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel where we will be releasing new content um, as well as the vlogs. We'll be putting out some new um, information for you. And also with the podcasts, we have got lots of other guests that are um, lining up to chat with us as well. As always, we would love your feedback. So if you've got any thoughts or comments that you'd like to share with us, um, we really would like to hear more. Now, our next guest is Liam Norval. And for those of you who are not aware of Liam, he's got such a great um, you know, background. Um, he is the founder of Posh Cockney and Posh Cockney TV. Um, which features London after lockdown. He is the founder of LN Management, SAS Productions, Celeb Sec, and he's recently launched Hospitality Titans. For those that don't know, he also used to be a professional footballer and he's a doting father too. So there's going to be a jam-packed session speaking to Liam. Now we're going to be speaking to him in the next couple of weeks. So if you have any questions that you would like to put to him, please let us know in the next seven days. So um, we hope that you enjoy it and um, we'll see you soon.